And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Are you ready for the Word of God? Hallelujah. I said, are you ready for the Word of God? If you, if you had seen last week, our pastor was not here, right? But he was in Botswana ministering the Word of God. And if you could see from the pictures, he was well received. And those people's lives will be changed because he was well received. Amen. So at this moment of time, I would like you all to please just all stand to your feet. And with hands lifted up, your hands and mine, I want you all to help me welcome my pastor, my father in the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Chris. I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we give you the service and this part of the service, Lord, so that we can be refreshed, transformed into your image. Come, Holy Spirit, and be with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated just for a while. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be here always. My hometown, my home church. What a great blessing. I bring greetings from Botswana. I was privileged to be invited to preach. And I never felt so tired after preaching two services on that Sunday because the people really, really drained all the energy and the anointing out of me. But we have made some new acquaintances. Those people have, that invited me there, they said they don't know me, but because they saw me with Bishop Dag uh, on a photo, it's for that reason that they've invited me. Amen. 
So who you walk with is very important. Bishop Dag's great ministry started when he was invited to Colombia. And when he asked the people, where do they know him from? They said, we don't know you. We saw you on a picture next to Dr. Cho. It's important who you are connected to and who you walk with. It is probably one of the most singular important determinations of your future. I hope you are listening to me. What I'm saying to you now is very, 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 very important. Who you rub shoulders with, who you walk with, who you spend your time with, that influence will rub off on you. And that will determine what your life will be like in the future. So you must make up your mind that if the people you are with now is not helping you to progress, you can make a decision to change. You can choose your association. You don't have to be stuck in it. You can choose. You must make a decision to change your life. Amen. But I was very blessed. And I pastor asked me to send greetings. Yes, one of the blessings of that church was that they are like us. They're not part of Lighthouse officially, but they follow Lighthouse. But they've built a big building, bigger than this one. And uh, they follow Bishop Dag very strongly. And you can see the great fruits of that association, you know. So they realize my association. I think one of the most remarkable statements the pastor made, you know, they fetched me at the airport and the crew, the crew that saw me off was larger than the crew that came to fetch me. Yeah, the crew that came to say goodbye was larger than the crew that came to fetch me. And then the pastor said, you, 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 are, you, are, you are anointed, very anointed. I don't think your church at home know how anointed you are. So we said, next time you bring 10 people with you. I said, I want to bring them, but they don't have passports. At any rate, I'm also blessed to have my son back here. And I will ask him to bring a greeting. He's all the way from the United States of America. And he's one of the pastors of this church. We also have the sad news of the passing of my mother-in-law uh, last Sunday evening. And uh, so it was a tough time for the family and my wife that is here. And we thank those that could support us on Wednesday at the memorial service. Now we've decided to do the funeral service here in this church. Although she was not a member here, she visited here regularly. We are doing the funeral service here this coming Saturday on the 10th, all right? The 10th of June. 
And so you're all welcome to come and show your support to Elpi. If she has meant anything to you, then it's your time now to show your support to her this coming Saturday at 9 a.m. Yeah. We really need to get the projector, Pastor Charlie. Pastor Charlie likes to save money, so he's not buying the projector I told him to buy. <laughs> Can't see anything on that screen. Saturday coming will be the... If you haven't had a chance to share your condolences, you can do after the church with LP and the family. Amen. But we thank God for four years. I sent this boy away four years ago to go and study in America and he has completed his studies and he's come back. I thank God he didn't meet a, a wife that side. That would have complicated matters, isn't it? But the Lord kept him from all the blonde ladies. You know, American girls are blonde, isn't it? So he's back and uh, you'll hear a lot of him. But he's going away again. Amen. We've been blessed that he is going to work with Bishop Daggy with Mills office straight with the office in Ghana. We have a lot of favor. And so I asked Bishop to train him a little privately and personally. So he will be here for a few weeks. Then he goes to Ghana to work under the direct care of the great prophet. Amen. And not long, and then hopefully if God spares us and everything works according to God's will, he'll be back in January to really start to pastor the whatever God has led him to pastor. Amen. So he has now an honors degree in science, a Bachelor of Science, BSc. BSc. And we were blessed to go to the graduation my wife and Jamie. So Jason, greet quickly for a minute. <laughs> Greetings, everybody. I am so blessed to be able to stand here once again on this beautiful stage in this sanctuary. You know, our, our father, he has taught us so many things over the years. And one of the things that comes to my mind is one of the laws that he taught us that governs this world. One of those laws is the laws of deterioration, meaning that things get worse over time, you know? And uh, it's not the first time I'm, I'm here in South Africa while I was studying there. I would come back ever, ever so often. But um, every time I would leave, you know, the church would be in one state. And when I would come back, it would always be in a better state or a nicer state. And it would always look more beautiful. And this time when I came back, I was so shocked to see just how beautiful the place has become and the sanctuary that we are in. And it tells me a lot about the pastor and the leader we have with us. You know, for for him to make this place so nice for us to enjoy. It takes wisdom. It takes strong leadership. It takes so many things. And we are so blessed to have a great leader like this that is helping us, guiding us, teaching us, and building the church. So I am blessed to be a son of the house. I am thankful for 
the doors the Lord has opened for me to study. And it's only by God's grace that I've been able to complete my degree. And when my family was there, I was so happy that they could be there to see uh, my college and my university. And my father being my father, he was there. And uh, it was just graduation finished and we're taking some few photos. And you know, everybody was happy. All the parents was there from the graduate students. And my father took maybe two or three photos with me and then he was finished with photos. And he pulled me to the side and he said, you see this um, degree you got, this is not really that great. Okay, you must now be ready to go study further and do your master's degree. While everyone was happy and excited, you know, I mean, it's, it's quite an occasion because it's four years of hard work. He was like, this is enough now of this stuff. You must now continue and keep working even harder. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Lord, for such a great man, such a great leader. It's always pushing us, especially the young people, pushing us forward. Not many people push, you know, people forward, especially in our communities. It's more of trying to drag somebody down so that they can go up. But I'm just so thankful for everything I've learned, for all the experiences I've had, for the many friends I've made. And I'm also very thankful for each and every one of you, for your constant support, for all of those that's messaged me, that's always shared um, the good things that are happening in your lives and in the church. And following through social media, I can always see what's going on. So I'm thankful to have a family and people that really care about me. And I'm really excited to see what God is going to do with each and every one of us as we continue to work and push and press towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Thank you, everyone. Praise God. You can go. I think Jason is organizing a youth concert for us on the 14th of July. Nice Friday night out, all right? Youth concert. Glory to God. So in my absence, I've uh, sent you a message, and we thank God that for all those who could give towards the generator. So by, I think in this week, we will be purchasing the, our own generator so that we could also defeat ESCOM. Amen. Victory over ESCOM. Amen. Many times you'll have challenges, but you can, through wisdom, you can overcome these things. Glory to God. Yesterday in the prayer meeting, we, Lord gave us a vision. Amen. A vision for Delft. How we will bring souls from all angles in Delft. It's called the protracted, the Delft protracted vision. We'll explain it more. If you don't come to praise your own fault. Amen. But streams will flow towards the tabernacle. The vision is actually from the vision 1000. I have, a, I have a vision called vision 1000, which means on a Sunday morning, I want 1000 seats filled with, with, with people. 1000. Everybody say vision 1000. One of the things I really liked about the Botswana church, and I really felt bad about it, is that pastor managed to develop a culture there that it looks like everybody is on board. Are you with me? And I felt that I failed here at BMI. I've developed a culture, but not everybody's on board. You see, like when Jason was saying something, 
I saw just a few people clap hands. Not everybody is on board. So when you say something, you, just a few get excited. and well, That pastor, he, he got it right. He's a young pastor in his 40s. Everybody's on board. So that's also my desire and what I'm going to work to. All right? To get you all on board. Ah, everyone must be on board. Tell your neighbor, you must get on board here. Ajani, Lusfa Disaki. Line, man, line, 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 line. Church is a very fun place, enjoyable place. We laugh, we cry, we sing, we dance. Don't come here and bore yourself for two, uh, two or three hours. Have fun, enjoy it. Amen. Make the best use of the time. One of the other things the pastor left with me was this. He says that the Southern African countries, we don't compare to the West African countries. This pastor is a doctor. A medical doctor invited me and he, he said he, in Botswana there was no med medical training so he had to go to Ghana to train for six years and that's where he met the lighthouse and Bishop Dag. and then he said the difference between his country and that country was the people don't really love God as much in the southern African when we say southern African Botswana, Namibia, South Africa Mozambique, that area southern African alright he said he saw a big difference. He said that people really, really mean business with God. Like they will go to church on a Sunday and they would want to stay there for long hours. Or they would have a prayer meeting and they pray for five to six hours. He said, yeah. Our people just take God for a spare tire. It's like, our people don't have time for God, he said. Like God is only a small thing on their busy schedule. All right, let's go Sunday morning quickly, quickly. And then as I finish, we must go. He said, that's the difference. Why the churches are blossoming, growing, exploding in West Africa. But yeah, not even in this church. Huh? This church, I'm trying to create that culture of loving God. So you better... Get on board with that thing. That we are not going to every time apologize for us wanting to be in the presence. Lifting up holy hands in the presence. Being with God. Spending time with our Creator. And loving Him. I can't even begin to tell you the anointing that flowed that day. I left the church meeting 10 o'clock the night. I, I walked off the platform because the pastor said he doesn't know how to close the service. He said, let's just go. We might offend God if we do something in the flesh. Let's just leave. And the next morning he told me the last people left 4 o'clock the morning. The cloud of glory was heavy. But you see the expectation of the people was Heavy for me. They, they, he told the people, a grand maribu is coming. A grand maribu is the language they use in Ivory Coast for a great magician <laughs> of signs and wonders and healings. 
So the expectation created the burst of the cloud. Four o'clock in the morning, he said they had to take people home with their cars. He said, so he says, a revival has broken out. And he said, the signs of a revival is that people don't want to leave church. The signs of a revival, people don't want to leave church. People want to hang around. People want to fellowship. And I said, then we also have a revival here. You see, but we must protect the revival. And we must not let other people kill the revival. Ah. Glory to God. Stand your feet just one more time. Now, the Lord gave me the a direction to call this place Zion Sanctuary. Because Zion really means the mountain of the Lord. Amen. And uh, this afternoon at four o'clock, different churches will be coming with some of their members to pray here. And I would like all of you, if possible, I know you, if, you, if you're one of those who just use God for a short time, try today to play mad and come and say, today I'm going to be in church. This Sunday I'm in church, whole Sunday. Even if it will start to rain from four o'clock, come early. Come at three and be here. We start. They only pray for one hour, one and a half hours, but we want to be here. I'm asking you to come to pray. It's the city fathers, city fathers, AFM, Assemblies of God. They're all coming to Zion. Because Zion is the place of praise. Amen. And so lift your hands. I'll, I'll sing the song and you join me. It's beautiful. Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise to stand upon the mountain and to magnify put the words on the board please to tell all the people and every nation that he reigns. Zion is calling. Zion. Hallelujah. Listen, yeah, uh, just help them to put the words on the board while we are waiting. Every time on Saturday night, if you are contemplating, if you must go to the party of Auntie, Auntie Lily or Auntie Sarah, I want this song to play in your mind. That Zion is calling you to a higher place. The party is a low place. But the, 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 the church is a high place. Lift your hands. Zion is calling. It's calling you. The mountain shall be on top of the mountain. 
For your name is great. For your name is great and great to be praised. For your name is great and great to be praised. Hallelujah. All clap, let us all clap for the Lord. Everyone is clapping. Everyone. Everyone is clapping. Everyone is clapping. Everyone. Clap your hands, stamp your feet. Clap your hands, stamp your feet. Clap your hands, stamp your feet. Anta reposta ya la bakata la bababa Lambo kata reposata rebele Speaking tongues speaking tongues speaking tongues Manda leposata la bale bele bele Raba la bale bele bele Ranta la bale bele bele your hands stamp your feet stamp your hands Now lift your hands. Lift your hand. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.
singing holy, 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 holy,
manifestations of the Spirit. There will be greater manifestations. If, if you think it's strange, I want you to taste of the water. And you will not think it's strange anymore. Once you have tasted of the water, the same water Jesus told the woman at the well, if, I, if you drink it, it will be in you like a spring of living water. This water I shall give shall be for you like a spring of living water. The spiky of the Holy Ghost, which was to come and has now come and is in our midst and in our presence. May you be touched by the presence of the Holy Spirit. May you feel His touch. Your life will never, cannot be the same ever again. Clap for Jesus and take your seats. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can take your seats and collect yourself, we will now hear the word of God. Amen. The Spirit and the Word always work together. The Spirit and the Word. Amen. Today I want to start to teach you something very important. You know, Paul said in uh, Ephesians that he's praying for the believers that Christ be formed in them. Are you with me? Once we have prayed for your salvation, then it means Christ is birthed in you. Now, the second prayer is for Christ to be formed in you. So the teaching of the word is for that formation of Christ, the character of Christ, the person of Christ, that we all become more like Jesus. Amen? We all become more like Jesus. In other words, in our behavior, in our everyday interaction with human beings, 
And we're so far from Jesus, isn't it? We're so far from Jesus. There's something that some people had some time ago, a little risk to say, what would Jesus do in this situation? What did he do in that situation? So that is the Christ being formed in you. Glory to God. Amen. So today's teaching actually stems from the loyalty, this loyalty series, but it's a new, brand new series called Those Who Are Offended. And I realize that this is an important, no, not important, a very important subject because Jesus Christ said that offenses is coming to all of us. Amen. Offenses will come to everybody. You cannot escape it. All right, just yelp at the back there if there's any help needed. It's the manifestation power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to receive healings while I'm preaching. Are you listening? You must believe it. If you put your faith in action, you're going to see and see things. If you, if you become like children, childlike faith. Childlike faith. So I want to preach and teach to you today, very important, and I want to come down to be close to you. Amen. Turn your Bibles, if you have Bibles, Matthew 18, verse 7. Now, I trust God that this teaching will save some of you. And those who left before you, they just too late for the salvation that's coming through the teaching. The teaching is going to tell you that somebody is going to irritate you, aggravate you, and upset you. The teaching is telling you that that is something you can't escape. As nice as your church is, and this is a nice church, if I must say it myself, it's a very nice church. It's a very nice family. Very nice people. Ah, everything is nice. See, I was telling Robin, just put on the lights. I wanted to brag a bit about what's coming. See, we are busy planning what color is nicest and stuff because there will be different colors around. So if you come down the aisle for your wedding, there's, there's only one problem. There's only one problem with your wedding in this church. The people will be looking at the beauty of the building and they will not be seeing the bride coming down the aisle. Yeah. So as nice as this church is, you see, it's not nicer, it's not more powerful than the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus said, somebody is going to upset you. <laughs> you don't believe me. Let me read it to you. Matthew chapter 18 verse 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be eesh, that offenses come. 
Now, there's something wrong with our other projector, so we couldn't, uh, the laptop, we don't have the NLT. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom offenses come. That is found in Matthew 18 verse 7. I, I'm a, I have the NLT here. Let me see what it says. Matthew 18, 7. I like it. In the NLT. Okay, here it is. It says, What sorrow awaits the world? Because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Now, it's not even nice in that version. Let's stay with the King James. It talks about not temptations, but it says offenses. Because Temptations could be like innocent things, you know. Like you see a lady with a miniskirt, you are tempted. But that, that word is not right in this version. It's not that type of temptation. It's an offense. So there will be, number one, offenses that will hurt you. Yeah. Jesus predicted that one day you will be struck in such a way that you will have a lot of pain. And I don't want to ask the people in this church that has been here for a while, who has been hurt here, because you see, if you see all the hands, you're going to think that, yeah, is this still happening to me? Yeah, they've been hurt, many, all of them. You see, the words of Jesus, Jesus is he's God himself. He's the greatest prophet, he's the greatest pastor, he's the greatest teacher. So you can't keep you clever here. When he, said, he says to you, you're going to get hurt. I don't know why you leave the church, because he told you this will happen. If, if you even leave, wherever you're going to go, you're also going to get hurt. It is part of life. Hmm. Offenses will hurt you, I tell you. Emotional pain. And this pain might be in your heart. And it, it is even a hurt that you, you, you get, it's very hard to get rid of this hurt. You know, when we grew up, this. All right. We must just know when people are falling under the power or when there's something else wrong. Because it's not always the power. <laughs> Listen, when we grew up, they had this little silly saying, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Masivani, names hurt you. And there's no better people to hurt you than colored people. So if you ask, Viva say, oh, I owe my platgesig, man. Yerra. Hy groot gesig soos a wasklip. My wife had a grandmother. She didn't care what she said. Yeah, she didn't care. Like, she would describe people if you struggle. Hy owe my groot gesig soos a wasklip, man. Hy owe my broadfitting nose. 
other words I can't say because of the recording. But you know. <laughs> Very derogatory. You see, if you grow up in America or some of these nice places, they speak nicer words. But yeah. Umzanzi for sure. Yeah, you insult you. And say, lach, but benna. You laugh, but you get hurt, isn't it? You must listen to me now. This is a very important teaching for your future. Please listen to me. Because the devil wants to destroy you. Never forget, the devil's plan is to destroy you. The day you sit on the ash heap, then the devil is has succeeded in his purpose for your life. You see? But the process towards the ASIP, you might not understand. You might think it was something the pastor didn't treat me well, and this person did he, they didn't choose me. No, it's all offenses to take you to the ASIP, but you, you, you need to overcome offenses. Ah, Jesus is helping us in his developing us into Christ-likeness. Hey, if there's ever someone that was offended, it was Jesus. And not just him, the people were offended because of him. Of us, of us, of us, of us, of us. It might be part one, part two, and part three. I'll give the title later, okay? Don't write titles now. So there will be offenses that will hurt you. There will be offenses that will anger you. Number two. Mm. They will... It will be things that will irritate, annoy, and anger you. So what can annoy you? Is he up the other yeah? Hmm. I told her this preaching is also for... Huh? Are you listening to me on radio, Yapidi? What can annoy you is the question I wanted to ask. What can annoy you? What can anger you? What can irritate you? What is there that could anger you in the future? And you see, that's the question I want to ask you. Because now, now it's lekker. You know this word lekker? Yeah. If you're from Zimbabwe or some other country, this is a universal word called lekker. It's nice. All right? So it might be nice here now, but the future, something is coming to anger you, Lansi. You're a Lansi, so you've overcome many offenses. But I've, I've got bad news for you, Lance. There's more coming. You need to stand. Are you sure you want to hear this teaching? Or, or must I go to Botswana? You must expect this pain in your life to unfold soon. Wow. You must expect it. Because heaven and earth will pass away. But the words of Jesus will never pass away. He said offenses are coming. Number three. 
there will be offenses that will produce resentment and hatred. Some people will develop hatred because they were hurt. An offense is something that hurts you, so you have resentment and hatred. Amen. Then you wish somebody to be something bad must happen to somebody. Are you with me? You see, that is the danger is that you, you can be so hurt that you wish. It's a root of bitterness. It's in you because that person hurt you. So, so, so instead of that person just doing wrong, the offense now makes something bad inside of you. And you can actually become like a monster. Do you know how many people want to see me dead? Me. You won't believe. Why? Because they were offended. They didn't just develop hurt or pain. Now it's like a hatred. Oh, to see this building, maybe the wind, like the wind was very strong the other day. I think some people who don't like me said, Vaisi kek omiere. Dan rayelok vir by om te kyk, ja, rista in die kyk en nog aan. Resentment en hatred. Ja? What type of experience can generate hatred in a happy person like you? I mean, you can see I'm a nice man, isn't it? I, I think I'm a nice man, but not everybody thinks like that now. There are some people that want, that hates me so bad. It's just how the word of God is playing out in life. Jesus said they hated me without a cause. Now look, okay, forget about me. I'm human. My wife will tell you all my mistakes. She knows me more, better than anyone here. But Jesus... What could he have done wrong? He said to them, I've healed the sick. I've done good. For what purpose do you want to throw me with stones? Why do you want to throw me with bricks? What did I do? But you see, offenses bring hatred. Hallelujah. Look at you, you are so full of passion, love and zeal today. What could hurt you so badly that you will develop such a strong dislike for someone? Hmm? <laughs> it's not that people hate you from the start, eh? No, 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 they love you. Eh? They say nice things about you. Some people have said to, 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 to the church, this man, yeah. me, yeah. Hmm. I no longer call him pastor. He's my father. If it wasn't for this man, I'm talking about me, moi. They show fingers to me, brother. They say, this man, 
I owe my life to this man. And then something happened. Then this man must rebuke, reprimand you, correct you. Because the Bible says for this purpose was the scripture given. For correction, reproof and rebuke. And that rebuke hurt you so bad. Now you turn around and say, Tiong! The same, I'm saying the same one who said, this man, I owe my life. My wife I have is this man. Because I came to this church where he started and I met this girl here. If he didn't start the church here, I would, this girl would not have been here. <laughs> I'm even a pastor now. Look, my collar. People don't just say, say, mister. Hey, say, pastor, pastor. At the parties when the people dish, they say, the pastor's table first. And I'm also receiving honor, glory, because of this man. Isn't that how some of you feel about me? Not all of you, I mean, uh, this area, yeah, there's even nothing. I mean, some people, yeah. You feel that I'm a good man, isn't it? Now, now I'm trying to warn you, I'm, my teaching is trying to warn you that offense can turn that into hatred and resentment. Yeah, yeah. You mustn't play with offense. It's a very, uh, that's why I told you, it's a very important teaching. See, it is what has destroyed the lives of many people. And it's not about, it's not about, I left your church, why can't I leave your church? No, 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 you, you missed the point. You left because of offense. You didn't leave because you moved to Namakwala. You left because you're angry. Something hurt you. And you didn't deal with it. That's why you left. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. My only problem is my time. But I... Uh, <laughs> 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 mm. Now they don't call me this great prophet they call me Satan yeah what has happened is that they experienced something so terrible it changed their perspective of me now look my bishop wrote this book called and I'm teaching from his book we're not ashamed to teach from the book I wish I can really be with you every day because you see to learn many things you need to sit at the feet of a teacher but I can only give you you only spend an hour with me actually on a Sunday it's very little yeah I can teach you like say, say people say now why do you teach from somebody else's books you see there's nowhere in the Bible where people were sent and told Go and say your own thing. No, no, no. 
Every time a man was sent, he was told what to teach also. Paul wrote and he said to them, read my letters in the churches. You see, that's what I'm saying. If you sit with me, I can teach you because many people will attack what you are believing and thinking and you don't have answers for it. It's because we don't have a lot of time together. I can help you. I can really help you. That's why we also don't let the home cells teach their own thing. We give you the script and say, talk about this. Because nowhere in the scriptures was anybody sent and not told what to say. Even if the prophet was sent, the Lord said, and the Lord sent Amos the prophet to Israel and said, say this. What must he say? Not his own thing. What he was sent to say, he must say. I'm just helping you and say why. We sometimes teach from a book of someone that, it's from the Bible, but it's like, say it, this is the points. Go carry it over because I'm a sent one. Do you get it? That's not part of the teaching. That's something extra for you. So, so that there's a lot of idiots in the world out there that don't understand things. And because you are more idiotic than the idiot, you, you can't also explain to him why you are doing something. Paul, tell Timothy the things I told you. Go tell that to other people. Not your own thing, what I told you. Then what you tell them, they must even take that and tell that to more people. Are you with me? Just in case you have family members that ask you stupid questions. Anyway, let me get back to offense. Are you still here? There will be offenses that will be difficult to forgive and forget. Number four. There will be offenses that will be difficult to forgive and to forget. Something that causes a big offense is not necessarily a big event. I might, I might say something big that, that, you th that people take easy and they don't get offended. Easy. But something small can offend you. Pastor called the young boys to say, the church future is bright. Look at these men. Look here. Seven. Stan. Jason. Stan. Right. Virgie say, the church is bright. And I just, I slipped to call. Uh, I just, I just, I slipped to call. Yes. So it's nothing I said, nothing. Yeah. I made a small, just didn't mention him. Yeah. But you see, he took that to heart and he said, so all that I've done for you, pastor, you don't see me as somebody that's going to help the church in the future. You see, I'm trying to explain to you how an offense can come. It's not like something big, it's something small. Yes. But it yes. causing him bitterness. And hateness and unforgiveness. He never forgive me for that. And his life can never go forward because he took an offense for something small. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Amen. You may say to yourself, Ah, this does not offend me. Ah, that does not offend me. 
But you can say all that, but I can guarantee you there is something that you will find difficult to forgive. It is not possible to come into this world and not be offended. I heard Bishop Dag say, that's why babies cry when they come out of the mother's womb. All the problems in this world. <laughs> when they were inside, there was no crying. Did you ever hear baby cry inside the mother? As soon as he come out and I say, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I was safe and secure, Lord. In this world, you will be offended. Yeah? And you will find an experience. Listen, that is difficult to forgive. Are you listening to me? You will find an experience that is difficult to forgive. And then the root of bitterness is now available for every unforgiving person. The root of bitterness. But the Lord wants your heart to be pure. Even if you see your enemies, you see, there's no hatred towards them. Because the bitterness is out. The bitterness is gone. Hallelujah. Number five, there will be offenses that will bring problems. Number six, there will be offenses that will bring woes. But let me just spend just a few more minutes. I'm going to close now now, okay? Close now now. I must actually do this on a camp. But the problem is, I realize that this is my problem. Like this subject is for long teaching on a camp, you see. But then you don't come to the camp. Now you get offended and I never gave you medicine to help you for offense. Uh, so I'd rather do it on a Sunday. But I must only do it in small parts. Because Sunday services are not really meant to be that long. Okay. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 9 verse 7. Verse 9. Anybody learning from what I was saying? It, this teaching doesn't matter how old you are, okay? I'm sure old people are also offended. Sister Christina, can all men so quiet and bitter wees oor goed is, wat in die leven lede gebeur het? Proverbs chapter 9 verse 7. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth to himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Wow. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will get wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. And this is maybe the point I want to drive home. Only this one point for today, okay? This, this is about rebuking and reproving and correcting. Because if you really want to go forward in life, listen to me carefully. 
there must be a little bit of rebuke and reproof. It's biblical. The problem between you and the person next to you is, how do you handle rebuke and reproof? Aha. Some can handle it, others just can't. And then that is the offense that makes them say, I'm leaving. I can't handle it. Are you with me? That's the key here. So I want to say to you, there it says, give instruction to a wise man and he will get wiser. Hallelujah. But rebuke, rebuke a scorner and he will hate you. So many pastors, I'm not even talking about church members, I'm talking about pastors that has left here that hate me. They're probably scorners. Because I rebuke them, then they hate me. Why do you hate me? Because I rebuke you. Many people are into sinful things. And then when you talk to them about their sinful things, they change the point. They say, look at the way you spoke to me. Uh-huh. But that's not, the, that's not the main issue. How? You see? What about what you were doing? You were molesting girls in my church. Now you change the point to the way. You agree that you were molesting girls, but now you say, but the way you spoke to me, hey, lost for me, of man. Now take what for me. And you see that saying, now you froze your quad for me. Listen, the scripture is clear. Rebuking someone is a risky business. Because people love to be praised and pampered. Most people don't take well to correction. My best leaders are those who can take constant rebukes. Best leaders. But most people don't like it. That's why you don't see me correcting you people easily. Because I'm warned that I must be careful. Because offense will drive people away. Are you with me? And when people are corrected, they don't think, most of them fail to think of what they have done wrong. Are you with me? Like I was explaining to you now, the pastor changed the issue to how I spoke. I didn't speak well. And I rebuked him in front of somebody. He's, he changed the whole issue. He's not thinking of what he did wrong. <laughs> You're not thinking of your sin. One pastor that I rebuked, I told him about the sin of his children. He later said, he first defended, and then when he found out, oh, you're, the pastor's not right. So he said, is it that they forget to see, but the manier, <laughs> the way that you've done it. See now, he didn't think of what he has done or what he has allowed to happen in his household. Many of you mothers, 
Jelah kan jelah kena sampai sekarang ya. Isa fru vechiso, pasal kena kesilat. Entah macam wes, sorry, let me speak English. When I show the the proof, the infallible proof that the child stole this item, she was offended. She took the child and her, and she said. Not coming back here. She didn't think of what the child did. She thought of, I don't know what she thought of. <laughs> that I'm a bad, I'm a bad man. Because I can't pat your child on the back for stealing. Oh, you've, you've done well. At least you didn't steal the computer. <laughs> At least you, you only stole the cell phone. Ah, you're not, you see? I said, no, 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 no. You can't steal here. In heaven, there's no thieves. And this place must be like heaven. Amen. Not heaven, but like, almost like, because here are still some thieves. Yes. Those who rob God. Oh, you're relatively Oh, Jesus, man. Whenever you must correct someone, pastors, be careful that the person does not get too offended. And avoid correcting people who are not mature enough to receive correction. It is amazing to see how people react to rebukes and correction. Hmm? Listen to Proverbs 15 verse 10. Proverbs 15 verse 10. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And he that hateth reproof shall die. Raman, it's a pity. Weet die NLT. Keep your iPads open on NLT. Because of the projector, the laptop that is stolen. We don't, it's not that boy in my story that stole the laptop. Some other thief stole the laptop. So we don't have the laptop anymore. En as ek hy thief gaan rebuke, ek gaat hy ook nou die kek verlaat. Jere Jesus. Read it, boy, loud. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. Do you see... I mean, you come to church because you would also like to improve your spiritual lives. Isn't it true? Yeah, so you can't be perfect already sitting here. Neither am I. So I also have a pastor that guides me and corrects me. Are you with me? So if I'm guiding and correcting you, even through my teaching, don't get angry. I'm guiding you, correcting you because God wants you to grow. Really? I mean, I want a lot of people in the church. My vision is vision 1000. So how stupid of me to on purpose, to express, you know express? If I now express, want to chase you away. No, I don't really want anybody to leave because I want a thousand. Uh-huh. But it's you get cross, you get angry, you get hurtful, you get painful, you get bitter, and then you take your bags and go. But it was not my intention to chase you away. 
it offenses. Those who are Now it says, don't rebuke a, f- a foolish man. He will hate you. See? So I must now look, hey, who's, who's foolish? foolish. <laughs> That's why these youngsters, I mean, so nice to have church with them, isn't it? <laughs> these boys. He's not, he can't be angry. If he's easy, he must get over it quickly. Get over it, get over it. Yeah, because tomorrow if he's in trouble, he knows I will help him. Even if after I've rebuked him. The, the Afrikaans word is nice. Munisu klein gevoelig wees. Tjerr! A vlieg! Kan nie eens op jou neus sit nie. Now decide in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, that you will never be one of those who cannot receive correction humbly. You see, all of you, and there's a lot of new faces, you're all welcome here. Make this your church and grow old with us here. Your children will be blessed and your children's children will be blessed. One of the things that will prevent you from growing old is offenses. Are you with me? But be strong. Decide in your heart that the correction of the pastor, you know, if the pastor is in the will of God, yeah, a a good world man, like me, I'm a good world man. In other words, I don't intend to harm you. Sometimes I hurt my wife, but it was never my intention. Yeah. I once heard a man who was married to a lawyer. And then the lawyer said, my husband hurts me a lot, but because I studied law, I also studied the law of intention. Yeah. So he said he hurt me, but it wasn't his intention. Ah, he meant good. Yeah. So sometimes I want to take my wife a chocolate. It's my intention. But I just never get to do it. <laughs> but she can know from my intention that I really love her. Do you understand, Lola? Yeah. So you must make your mind up today and say, nothing will offend me so bad. I mean, you will be offended, but it won't offend you so bad that your whole life is now turned upside down from going in the direction of success, beauty, Glory, honor, prosperity. This thing that hurt you made you go in another direction and you're gone. Are you hearing me? Decide that you will never be one of those who cannot receive correction humbly. All right? Ask your neighbor, can can pastor correct you after this message? Ask him. Then tell me what your neighbor is saying is your neighbor. Listen, listen to this, listen. Receiving correction is one of the important spiritual tablets that you must swallow if you will ever amount to anything in the ministry. Receiving correction is one of the most important spiritual tablets you must swallow if you ever will amount to anything in the ministry. Oh, yes. yes. I've been rebuked. You see me. 
I've been, I've been, I've been rebuked by, my, by Bishop Dag once. It was the tankest rebuke ever. And he didn't even say a word. It was a look of rebuke. Do you know like when your wife can look at you? It was such a look, but I read the whole message. And I said, Lord, forgive me. But I didn't rack me up. Do you see? I didn't get offended because I knew I need this person to, to propel me further in life. And when I asked a lot of questions to the people that's around him, they said to him, you must be lucky. You must be happy that this man rebuked you because he doesn't rebuke other people that's like, like in your category because they are far from him. The fact that they rebuked you means you have come closer. Yeah, he said, you must be very happy. If he wanted to get rid of you, he would have just told the people, don't let that man come near me again. But the fact that he personally rebuked you, it's a blessing. It's a correction that I'll never do that thing again. Must I tell you what I did? I won't tell you. That, that, that's the stuff secret I won't tell you. No, that thing I won't tell you. That thing I won't tell you. You are too iniskirach. Just you must just be sure that there's a tablet you must swallow. What's it called? The tablet of correction. All right? Now Paul says with all the people we must be careful. You see? So big mamas, we wouldn't really like to correct you. It's not good for a young man to correct you in that way. Uh, so my correction is rather from the pulpit. Are you with me? If I say something that hurts you here, it's also correction. You must take the tablet, swallow it, so that you don't, you don't lose the destiny God had in store for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Decide to think about your role in the issue at stake. What is your role in this problem? Don't, don't just see the way pastor waved his hand at me, the way he shouted at me. I screaming for Ali Mainsama. Ik weet dat ik ga doen, maar kijk, ons losgooien is dat hij die way hij mij schreeuwt. The way he shouted at me in front of the people. You see, you must think of what you did. Don't let your mind now say, the way pastor waved his hand and, hey! You missed the point. You don't want correction. So you want to defect the attention to something else. Hmm. You say, look how he shouts at me. Does he shout at other people? He doesn't shout especially like that. <laughs> You're missing the point. Decide to be someone who simply receives correction. Amen. I'm explaining to you that one of the ways offense comes is through correction. Correct. The pastor is correcting you. Your spiritual leader is correcting you. Your, your cell leader is correcting you. And you, you get offended and you can't handle it. I, I don't want to go further because the, the, the stuff is too deep. Okay, 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 okay. Two more points then I'm going to go. Listen, decide that you will not answer back. Now, see, that, that thing, that thing is, is, is very difficult for a colored woman to not answer back. 
can dye your hair blonde, it will not change what is inside of you. <laughs> and I'm not talking about still staper. I'm not talking about that other disorder. That's a disorder. Don't get me wrong. When people don't talk, and it's also a sign of, I'm punishing you. That's a, this is a mental disorder. Some woman complained to me about a husband that was like that. I said, a husband? I expect that from a woman, but not from a man. But they said, no, there are many men here in this church. They also do still staper. It, it, it's, a, it's an evil sign of trying to punish your partner through not speaking back. It's wickedness. And it must stop right now. I'm rebuking you. I'm correcting you. When there's anger, speak. Okay? And if your partner hurts you, just think it was not his intention. I was not quite to prate in it. He was angry, so he said things, but okay, it's not what he really meant. And make him some tea after that. Amen, the ladies. Amen, the ladies. Amen, the men. And yellow manna, but you still say pakare. Los I mofi danga van yellow afna. Los I mofi danga. Los I. Also see mofi sini. How many throw for you, Subat? Nonsense. Sir, I take my absolutism. Decide that you will not answer back or have a counterclaim or a countersuit against the person who is correcting you. Yeah, you say that, but what about what you did? No, don't do that. Shut up. Shut up. And take your correction. Humbly. You see, that thing I like, which I saw in Botswana, is that they've developed that culture that they've picked up in Ghana. But it's actually not a Ghanaian thing. It's a biblical thing. You see, we keep saying, they are Africans, that's why. No, 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 no. It's not African. It's a biblical culture. You're being rebuked, keep quiet. Take it as a humble child. If you cannot be like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And you, you progress very far, young man. Young girl, you will go far in life if you can take a rebuke yeah, and a correction of the error of your ways. Because naturally you will walk in error, but it's nice to have someone to say, Hey! Sorry, Pastor. And many quadrake. Next fun quad. Decide to be mature and decide to be humble. Only then will you do well. Amen.
going to close because of time. But I will, if God keeps me, I will continue next week. Are you enjoying this teaching? In Jeremiah, it talks about those that receiveth not correction. Those that receiveth not correction. I would like you to come to the four o'clock prayer. That's why I'm closing now so that we don't stay too long. Those can, some of you can stay here if it's raining. Auntie Sarah makes food for many people. Get food by Auntie Sarah. And you stay here till four. But if you want to go home, then come back again. You see? Now, if you were very close to me and you don't come, I will rebuke you. But because you are not close, I don't rebuke you. I leave you. Because you might not even come again. See, you might not even come again. But see now this lady, stand, stand. This lady, if she don't come, what will I say? Well, won't I ask you, where was they? Where was they? Your day is See now, because I know she has overcome. And I've rebuked them all. I've rebuked them many times. They've overcome. Right, Christine? Get all by a rebuke na. For so I'd blame the cake na. But that's honest what I can stop. Bam! They might not come back. Now, all of you that I'm talking about, I'm talking to, you must be concerned about that thing that I'm saying. Because if a pastor cannot have the liberty to rebuke you or to correct you, you won't come back again. You are not mature and you're not humble. You must ask God to give you humility and maturity. I don't have an intention. I don't hate you, man. My vision is for a thousand people. Now, if you, if it's, if you go, then, it's late, then I must get another one. See? So I want you to stay. But I also can't preach to you like the Bible says. They want teachers that will pamper them, them. Having itching ears. You see? The Bible says every man proclaims only his own goodness. People don't like rebuke. Huh? I'll tell you this as I close. You, you can sit down. If, 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 you know, one day a man and a woman had an argument. So they came to me for counseling. Then I first heard the woman speak. Now, you'll always hear this. <laughs> Pastor. And then he shouted at me. But I replied calmly. <laughs> And I asked him, Why are you going on like that? She gives, she gives an impression that she's a good and well-behaved person. Yeah. Every man, the Bible says in Proverbs, who can find a faithful man? Yeah. Because every man proclaims his own goodness. You always want to see the good side of you. You never want to see the bad side of you. But when I called the man in, I said, your fro say, your wife says this, your wife said that. He just looked at me like this. So I said, are you not going to say anything? But what he said, tell pastor. You tell pastor. He said in Afrikaans. in Afrikaans. Pastor, say that you need for pastor. 
Ufluk taifa maiman. Ufluk taifa maiman. and i realize it is true everyone proclaims his own goodness yeah. everyone i think even if you must go argue, say now you must still go argue with someone then you imagine in your mind how you win the argument isn't it if he says this i'm going to say that no if my wife says this i'm going to press her on that point and then in your mind you also see you as the good person and the wife as the bad person asadva 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 if you come look it's winter now huh there's a good crowd this morning i think it's because you heard i'm coming back but There will be times when it's going to rain. Work it out already. Check the weather. Tomorrow it's raining. Let me find the lift. Let me wait, make a way. Let me put a black bag over my head. But I'm coming to church. No? No, because the teaching I'm going to give you for these few weeks, if God keeps me, if God decides to keep me, it will bless you. And you will overcome many difficulties in your life. because offenses are coming but you can overcome it and you will overcome it clap for jesus hallelujah hallelujah stand to your feet stand to your feet by your edge in prayer quickly by your edge in prayer everybody all over As the rain is falling God's power is also falling on us to deliver us from offenses from hurts Even though this is an introductory sermon maybe you are here and as I was preaching you were thinking of the hurt that people caused you I want to pray for you This is the month of healing from offenses And if you want to be the first one to receive such a prayer then I will pray for you come forward and stand here on this blue carpet if there's a bitterness because of the hurt and the pain that you feel in your heart in your life correction misunderstanding it could have been a great misunderstanding but you feel it offenses will come but woe to you through whom offenses come one sister left my church and then eventually we asked her what is what is the reason why she said oh pastor walked past me and he never greeted me Ala bo shatara ba 
I said, I never greeted her. Why, why would I not greet her? He's my church member. Later I found out it wasn't the greeting. I was preaching against unholy living. And they wanted to live unholy lives. They wanted to still have the Casa Lager, the black labels. The power of the Holy Spirit will touch you this morning. I only started to teach, but God is already working. If you want your life to be changed and you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, come to me in the front. I will pray with you. Come, come. You also want to start to become a Christian and serve God. Come to church regularly. Come, I want to pray with you. Come. Maybe somebody just brought you this morning. But this morning you want some deliverance. Deliverance. Oh, oh what are you saying? And I will be here. Save me, Lord, I will be saved. ha Erbo shayala katara baba baba bandele bokata ha. Merto satala katabo shayala kata. There's a hole in your heart, says the Lord, and I am about to heal it. I'm closing the hole that has caused the pain in your heart for so many years. I'm closing it by the power of my Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Someone that has been hurt and offended by others. God is taking out a root of bitterness. He's pulling out the root and it's coming out. Yes, I see it come out. And all its subsidiary roots is coming out with it. There is healing for you this morning in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. And this morning there's healing for the broken heart. All of you here say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Heal me from the offense. Heal me from the offense. Heal me from the hurt. Heal me from the hurt. Heal me from the pain. Heal me from the pain. Heal me from the hatred. 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 Heal me from resentment. Heal me from resentment. I don't want to be like this, Jesus. I don't want to be like this, Jesus. I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to love people. I want to love people. I want to smile with people. I want to smile with people. Take away the hurt. Take away the hurt. Take away the bitterness. Take away the bitterness. Wash me, Jesus. Wash me, Jesus. Make me clean. And make me clean. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. 
the one I pray God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.